Now we continue our Super Bowl 57 coverage from uh, Media Row Phoenix Convention Center. Our Media Row coverage this week is brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 5.7% on your retirement savings with Canvas Annuity. As we welcome Mark Slareth, our weekly NFL guest to the uh, show. Uh, Mark, of course, from NFL on Fox and Denver Sports. And he joins us right now here on Bickley Murata Mornings. Good morning. Happy Super Bowl week, Mark. Well, good morning to you guys. How are you? We are good. We're just basking in the glow of all the activity here at uh, at Media Show. Call lying. it Radio Row. He's lying. We're not basking in anything. We're just moving the chains, Mark. <laughs> hey, listen. Sometimes you just got to move. That's all you can do is move the chains. I understand Radio uh, Row. You see, you see all the celebrities rolling through there, hawking whatever they're hawking. You know. Uh, gold jacket members, you know, the famous people. Oh, yeah. It's always fun. Right. So, it's the gold jacket member people that nobody recognizes that you see rolling through here is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, so let's get let's get into some of this stuff here because uh, Terry Bradshaw just said Sean Payton went to Denver despite not liking Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson. Do you think Terry's speaking the truth here? And we want to know because this whole is Kyler Murray preventing the Cardinals from hiring a decent head coach is a question that will not go away. Yeah, well, I mean, I think there's always, you know, I think there's always some trepidation with with certain guys. You know, obviously here in Denver, you got to come down and you got to, you know, you got to basically lay down the law and say this is what we're going to do, and you're going to just have to accept the fact that I'm going to put you in a position to lean on to your, lean into your strengths, you know, and mitigate your weaknesses to a degree. So I think there's always some truth to that. Um, and, you know, there's some concern, obviously, about Kyler Murray, but a bottom line is you're coaching an NFL team. And and um, and I, I know one thing about the coaches, and I always say this uh, about coaches, you know, you think the Eagles are big downstairs in the locker room, walk upstairs to the coaches' offices, you know. <laughs> those dudes, those dudes, like, they, they – uh, they think they invented the game. So <laughs> most guys have enough confidence in themselves and what they're doing um, to believe that under their expert tutelage, there's not a player um, that has ever played the game that they can't make better. So, you know, I think some of that is really good to have that kind of prevailing attitude, and some of it is, uh, you know, fantasy land. Yeah, but it also, I mean, it bleeds over into another question about the Cardinals coaching search at this point. Uh, and I agree with you on the coaches' attitudes being prevalent for as long as I can remember having that confidence, but something is not attracting coaches to this job, and they're down to two finalists now who were not identified till very late in the process. I mean, it, it, what you look at in the Arizona Cardinals organizational flow, if you will, what if it's not Kyler Murray, what is it in your mind? Ownership. Um, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know. And Michael Bidwell has always been very kind to me and, and good to me. But, you know, the prevailing attitude throughout the, the league is, you know, ownership. Are they committed to actually winning? Will they spend the money? Um, you know, are you asking coaches that are coming in that have a reputation to say, hey, uh, if at all possible, could you keep the whole defensive staff so, you know, we're not paying guys who aren't working for us? Like, those are things that turn coaches off. Like, I want to, like, if I'm going to spend 16 hours a day 
with a group of dudes. I wanted to be a group of dudes that I know that I like. Yeah. Um, you know that. I mean, you don't want to. You don't want to do it. I mean, you don't want to hang into the bathhouse with a bunch of strangers you don't know. You want guys that uh, <laughs> you know. You know what? If you're right. Yes, indeed. So, like, yeah. I mean, you like, hey. You you want to know you don't have to worry about guys, right? So I, I think that's I think that's part of the process as well. Yeah, and and I, and I think you're right about this too. I I think Kyler Murray on some level has become quite a scapegoat for people in the organization because for all this complaint about him being entitled and all of this, they're the ones that created this environment for him. They were the ones in charge of developing him as a rookie, and this is what they produced. So they own this too, in my opinion. Yeah, there. Yeah. I broke up for a second. I'm sorry. I'm, no, it's okay. You, you guys got me. Yeah, we got no, you. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm. I got the general gist. I don't need to know the whole question. I'm like a, I'm like a, a, a soothsayer. You know, I can just, I can parcel <laughs> uh-huh. bits and pieces together. <laughs> you're that yeah, good. you know what? You're, you're either coaching it or you're allowing it to happen. So if a guy. You know, acts like, you know, a turd, um, you know, which is one of my rules of life. Don't be a turd. But if he acts like a turd, it's your responsibility. Your responsibility is to yank a this chain, you know. And, and so, and if you don't do it, if you allow it to happen, well, then that's, that's on you. And um, so, yeah, I, I think you, you certainly can look at Kyler and if you've allowed him um if you have allowed him the leeway um, to act entitled or to be selfish or and I'm not saying that he is but if you if you've enabled that then that's that's on you as a coach and that's on you as a franchise um, and you know there has to be measures put in place to make sure that that doesn't happen and you have to impress upon guys um, and I, I just am a big believer in this when you're creating a culture um, that the team has to come first and you have to impress upon guys that importance. If you're not celebrating other success like it's your own, then you got a problem within your franchise. And that's that's something that's got to be rectified, that's got to be fixed, and, and, and it and it's got to be, you know, preach culture is one of those things. It's not static, it's constant, it's alive, it's constantly moving. And if you're not reestablishing it and setting it every day, then you have the issue. That's your problem. Mark Schlereth, NFL on Fox and Denver Sports, our guest here on uh, Bickley and Murata mornings on the Super Bowl. You made you made the quip earlier. The Eagles coaches uh, act like they invented the game. They are a confident bunch. They've been very impressive this season and in the playoffs, although the path has not been that daunting for them. Uh, am I getting that you feel that they're in for a rude awakening on Sunday, Mark? No, I'm I'm a, I'm a Bronco. I like like <laughs> right. having the Chiefs having the Chiefs win anything is like eating a turd sandwich. I don't like I got Philadelphia 100, the Chiefs nothing. Um, I, I don't. So, I, by the way, like obviously quarterback is a really important position, and you know, and you can make a compelling argument that you know Travis Kelsey's the best tight end in football, but Dallas Goddard is no slouch. I'm telling you that the Philadelphia Eagles are a better football team. Other than quarterback and tight end, you can't show me or point to one other position that the Eagles aren't better at, in my opinion, 
than the Philadelphia Eagles. They will control the trenches, um, run the ball. They're a physical group. Like, I think they're as good as it gets in the league. So, um, yeah, I think they're a better football team. You know, the, if you go back through history of, of Patrick Mahomes, when the Kansas City Chiefs lose games, it, the formula is always pretty much the same. They get dominated in time of possession. It's like 37 to you know, 38, 41 minutes of, of time of possession to 20. So you dominate the time possession, you shrink the game, meaning you take it from 12 possessions, and Kansas City, you only get it eight times because we've dominated time possession. You go through the history of them losing games over the course of Mahomes' career, Mm -hmm. that's pretty much the formula in which they've lost every time they've lost. And I'm telling you, Philadelphia has the horses to get that done. All right, before we let you go, um, we know what the cheek-to-cheek confrontation with Tom Brady did for you. Were you ready for Tom Brady underwear pitch man, Mark? <laughs> Were you ready for that? Oh, I'm telling you what, I uh, I, went, I studied that photo. I put a sign on the doorknob of my office, and I was like, honey, don't come in here. Uh, I'm talking with Tom Brady right now. And just like, I, uh, I have this vision of Tom and I broadcasting together when he comes out in 2024, and I'll just be like his Ed McMahon, where I'm just like, oh, you are correct, Tom. <laughs> and, uh, and then I could just see us both kind of hanging out, prepping for the game in our room. Um, of course, we'll be sharing a room and uh, in the Rich Carlton with those uh, Rich Carlton robes on, just uh, you know, smoking a pipe and uh, going over. Dude, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> You're awesome, Mark. Mark. You're the best. Thank, Thank you, you so much. We'll talk again soon. <laughs>